So good afternoon, good morning. Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. As you know, in this series, we talk to the brand leaders uh, in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices they are seeing uh, in regard to brands' ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, but most importantly, drive customer loyalty. Uh, the people we speak with in the series are at the forefront of innovation on the technology side and the agency side and the strategy side that really help brands kind of navigate this evolving customer experience, customer loyalty space. As you know, in the months of June and July, we embarked on a mini series of loyalty live sessions looking at that evolving customer experience landscape and how brands uh, can not only meet, but exceed these changing and evolving consumer expectations so they can have more loyal brand advocates in the months and years ahead. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Susan Freck, who is the co-founder and CEO at Vesta. How are you today, Susan? I'm great. Thanks so much again, um, Mark, for having me. Absolutely. Um, first off, I think we've, uh, uh, you know, we know a little about you, but we also uh, would like to hear it again. Uh, I actually use your story about being dropped off at the monastery quite often as a fun fact uh, to get other people to, uh, uh, to tell theirs. But uh, we'd love to know a little bit about you, kind of your background, uh, maybe a fun fact. You can retell the fun fact in the past and also your role within Vesta. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm so excited to be the founder and CEO of Vesta. So we are formerly Social Media Link, and we build online community soft. Um, we build software for online communities. So this is an all-in-one platform. I love that I was able to take like the majority of the work I've done over my career in helping brands engage with audiences from a social media startup, an event marketing startup, a shopper marketing startup, and really bring it all together in the online world. Um, I do often share the fun fact that I was abandoned on a church doorstep. And that's why I think I'm so grateful for every moment of my life and even grateful for the brand partners and uh, vendors and clients that we work with, and especially partnerships like with Loyalty 360. But um, a fun fact is I love to tap dance. A lot of people don't know that about me. <laughs> I always tell my kids it's a life skill. So it's something that I love to do. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so from your perspective as a thought leader, having a very unique and, and diverse background, you know, how has customer experience changed and evolved in the recent months and years? Yeah, I mean, we all can say it's been an incredible ride. It's actually going faster now than ever before. But when we take a look back, we know that really consumers all consumers, you know, customers, they leaned into community connections. They went online more than ever, and they formed these relationships with their peers, with influencers, with brands. They really look to brands to help guide them through. And so we're seeing that those connections have lasted beyond the pandemic. And, you know, there's all that noise out there, but this is an opportunity for brand marketers to also lean in and to be really smart about some of these new connections they've made and really need to think about being omni-channel, you know, be wherever the consumer and customer is and talk to them in that way. And we also need to recognize that in some of the channels that they're talking to the consumers, there may be limitations. So for example, if you think about Facebook groups, you know, it's a great way to build your audience or community, but you may not own that relationship. So you really need to think about where you're having that relationship and those conversations in a way that's going to benefit the brand both short-term and long-term. Absolutely. When you look at some of the challenges there, uh, I think organizations understand that uh, having uh, the, the you know, more tailored, more refined customer experience strategies is very important, but sometimes they, 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 they're struggling with that, right? From an ROI perspective, giving that internal buy-in, 
you know, how does your organization kind of communicate and demonstrate the importance of the customer experience uh, process to ensure that the brands truly understand and quote unquote get it right that help them kind of focus on delivering these you know, exceptional experiences to their consumers. Yeah, it's such an important thing. When we think about that customer experience, I think so much of uh, the last year was about catching up. And now brands really can take a step back and have time to plan. You know, the customer experience is part of Vesta's DNA. It's part of what we talk about every time we meet with a brand marketer. There are so many CRM tools out there and so many marketing tools, but maybe those marketing tools are more about that backend data and not so much focus, focusing on that customer experience. So we really talk about that personalization, which I know you and you, Mark and I, we've talked about a lot and you talk about a lot with a lot of your other partners, but how important that personalization is because the relevancy for that customer is what's going to deliver that incredible experience and get them to keep coming back and engaging with the brand time and time again. Absolutely. Uh, but there's a challenge now. Uh, technology is, is more, you know, obviously more ever present than ever before in, in all facets of life. But the ability to kind of leverage technology right now and utilize technology to drive personalized real-time messages, offers, content, transactions is very important. You know, we uh, have an analyst group. We assess technologies. We just had our first initial report, having another one coming this fall. Brands struggle with that, uh, you know, uh, understanding the MarTech space, uh, how to leverage it, even how to integrate. You know, how do you uh, work with your clients to uh, advise them the, the best use of technology and, and how to address some of those challenges? Yeah, when we think about the technology, what I love about not only our platform, but all of the other partners that we have is the integration piece. So many times when you're talking to a client or a brand and they're talking about engaging their audience or they're engaging their customers, they already have something in place. They've got some sort of tools or technology. So when we come in, we say, okay, how can we make one plus one equals three? How can we enhance what you're doing? So when a marketer is out assessing all the technologies out there and and all the partners they can look at, how can they actually work with a technology partner that's going to elevate everything they're doing? So not just our platform, Vesta, but if we're working with a partner that already has a really strong rewards and loyalty program, how can Vesta enhance that? If you've got a great CRM program or SMS messaging program, how can Vesta enhance that? So again, when you're thinking about the technology, it's about looking at partners that are able to really enhance and elevate what you're doing, but it's also the ability for them to evolve with you. You know, if you have something that you're interested in doing that doesn't exist in the market yet, find a partner that'll help you build it. I mean, that's where a lot of our innovation comes from, is from listening to our customers and saying, okay, how can we do a better job? You know, when we think about the insights built into our platform, that was only one piece of it in the very beginning of, of our company. Today, the insights is a zero-party you know, data collection engine and first-party data collection engine. So it really became a greater thing because the need changed in the marketplace. So I think having a good technology partner that can help you really map out your short-term and long-term, help you partner with other third parties and elevate what you're doing and then grow with you. I think those are important things when you think about technology partners. Okay, absolutely. We hear a good deal about barriers to entry as complexity of the technology, the complexity of the program, uh, kind of the offer, uh, it, it can grow. You know, brands sometimes see some kind of reticence or challenges with uh, you know, creating engagement. You know, how sh- can brands you know, reduce these barriers to participation in the customer experience and customer loyalty programs? 
Yeah. I mean, nothing worse than throwing a party and nobody shows up. I mean, we talk about that all the time. When you're building out the program, it has to be easy, easy to join, easy to engage, easy to be rewarded, and certainly easy to understand the points or the earning structure. So nothing more frustrating when we do feedback surveys from, from consumers, We nothing more frustrating than a complex program where they actually don't understand how they can earn rewards. So at Vesta, we really focus heavily on non-transactional rewards. So members can earn rewards, you know, not through their spending, but through their sharing. So making it really easy every time they share, we clearly state how many points they're going to earn. And then of course we have the page where those points can either be transferred to a more traditional rewards program, or those points can accumulate for virtual currency. But one of the things that we really think about is not just making the program easy, but understanding what motivates consumers. So we just executed a study of over 14,000 consumers in our own community, Smiley360. And that study actually identified five different personas of community members and what incentivizes them, what gets them to engage and gets them to act. So while many, you know, traditional programs are really on brand incentives, like discounts, or free products, we uh, we really found that in the communities that only 9% of the members were really interested in just monetary rewards. So then what do they want? They want access. They want to be the first to know. They want to be part of product innovation. So actually, anybody that's listening can really down, go and download this ebook because I think there's some great finds in there that can help any marketer that is really trying to engage and build out their loyalty program. So the ebook would be at govesta go.com slash incentives. So again, this is an opportunity for brand marketers to go and listen and and look at what's motivating members, because that's what's going to convince them to come back is understanding what that value exchange is and why they're there to begin with. Okay. When you look at uh, the brands that you work with, how do you advise them uh, depending on where they are in their kind of uh, continuum of customer experience, uh, you know, customer loyalty journey? How do you advise them to design, develop, and you know, execute on these improved customer experience opportunities that, that, that they need to be focused on? Yeah, so I am certainly not the UX expert. I, I do leave that to my product team, but obviously very involved in listening to all of our brand partners. I can tell you the first thing is really being iterative. You know, being able to launch a platform or a program that allows you to test, learn, and then grow, but certainly also A-B testing, focus groups, surveying, leveraging your current audience. So again, not leveraging a third-party platform that has an audience somewhere else, but leveraging your real customers, your audience, and getting their feedback. They're more than willing to give their feedback. And I think the second is just understanding what is your ability as a brand marketer to be able to deliver that personalized experience with the tools or technology you're using. So personalized experience doesn't necessarily mean I'm a female age 40 to 50 personalized experience means like I have three kids and they're all in three different grade levels and and I love eating fast food because I'm on the go. And so it's really understanding those behavioral things that allow you to deliver that personalized experience. That's really when we talk about the design, we have to think about that technology piece of it and the personalization. Okay, great. Um, when you look at the, the challenges or opportunities to engage audience communities, uh, I think we're going to have a, a, a bigger impact going forward. Customer loyalty is, is, is growing of importance with some of the challenges with Google and Facebook and then cookies going away and just uh, privacy and, uh, you know, uh, getting even permission. Uh, I think it's a big thing. You know, when you look at that, how can, can a, a, an active community help brands in their customer loyalty efforts? 
Yeah, I mean, it's incredible what the community can do and how it can really engage in their loyalty efforts is it can help them collect a tremendous amount of data in real time. So I think that's the the real time is the component that is often missing is because lifestyles and life stages change. And so being able to grow with that audience and grow with those consumers and delivering them personalization or needs at whatever life stage they're at is really important. And that's really going to help improve that customer experience as well. But the best programs, again, I'll just go back to it, are the programs that are integrated. They're the ones that are speaking to each other. So, you know, I discuss this in my podcast, but it's really frustrating when you go and, you know, you sign up for an email marketing campaign and then you go and buy a trip, let's say, and you buy an experience and then your next email say, hey, here's a discount for a trip, you know, so making sure that you're, you're understanding as the brand marketer, that that person is one individual. They're not three different people in three different channels, but they're actually one person. So that's the ability to have that single view of the customer. And so if I'm already part of your rewards program, sending me an invitation to the rewards program may be a wasted message. And with all the noise that's out there, we can't really afford to have wasted messages. So that community component and integrating the community, you're getting a tremendous amount of profile data and registration data, obviously survey data and insight, but also where they're sharing and the content they're sharing, both in a discussion forum and also if they're sharing out reviews or recommendations socially. So you really do get that single view and all of that data can be shared with your CRM or your, or your traditional loyalty program as well. So again, giving you, giving you that single view and that data is really important, but that goes back to the, you know, the cookie, cookie, cookie list world, say that three times, but that, you know, having the data permission data is really important. And consumers are more than willing to give you that data if you use it and deliver often deliver better services, more relevant services and products. So again, if there's that value exchange. Okay. Uh, when you look at uh, being in the right channel at the right time, it's a kind of a big uh, kind of motive, uh, motif we hear a lot, uh, kind of a maxim, I guess, as well. You know, how can brands engage members via kind of disparate channels to improve customer experience? And encourage retention and kind of deepen loyalty? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is that, you know, when you look at all of the different channels, you have to make sure that your messaging is consistent. So we always talk about this brands that work in silos. And of course, the larger you become as a, as a brand, it is difficult to make sure that that communication is consistent. But we do talk about how important it is, is that that messaging is consistent in the different channels. So that's the one thing. But again, I, I still go back to the data and the personalization, knowing who you're talking to and when you're talking to them is also important. And of course, they're using different channels for different things. If you're using a vest community, that's your engagement. If you're using traditional rewards, that's rewarding for purchase. And then you've got your CRM, which is your more of a broad messaging. And then you have your, your media, you know, using maybe Facebook and, and Instagram, your social as a media purchase for maybe your mass. So again, understanding the different audiences and the different channels rather, and how they work together is really important. So I, I encourage, you know, marketers that are working in silos to take a step back and really understand, is there a way we can be more efficient and effective versus working in, in the different silos. Absolutely. Uh, and the last question I think I have is uh, when you look at uh, how customer experience has already evolved, you know, how do you see it evolving over the next six months, a year, or, or potentially even going forward? And, and, and what are some of the, the you know, opportunities brands need to be cognizant of when you look at that uh, continued evolution? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is agility. You know, when we looked at the last 18 months, we had to be flexible and agile and we sort of, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. 
But I think there are brand marketers that recognize that being agile is actually an advantage. You will now be ready for anything that comes our way. And the market is changing so quickly. So being able to be agile is important. And, you know, and in the technology world, we're an agile you know, development house. And so we're moving on a two-week sprint. We don't build out a 12-month roadmap because things do change. We have a high-level roadmap, but we really focus on our ability to be flexible. And I think marketers are seeing the advantage of that. So no longer planning out you know, every tactic for 12 months, you're right. going to plan out your strategy, but then you're going to be able to quarter by quarter, be able to be, plan out your tactics. And again, that agility will allow you to listen to your consumers and customers and have that feedback loop and make changes to both your messaging, make changes to your products. And again, in a really flexible world, I think this just also helps ensure success of campaigns. You know, if you plan out a new product launch or a new service launch, 12 or 18 months in advance, the market can be completely different and your messaging can be off. So again, just being able to listen to the market and gain that real-time data, I think is so important. So having a feedback loop and a way to listen to your customers when you're being agile is critical. And again, that is exactly what we do in the technology world. So I think being an agile marketer and you know being able to put that on your, on your resume is really important because that is, that is the current world that we're in. Okay, great. Well, Sue, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, I always uh, have a great deal of respect for your passion, uh, how much you enjoy not only what you do, but also how you help uh, marketers uh, with regard to you know enhancing all facets of their customer loyalty uh, process. So great talking with you and uh, look forward to hearing more from you in uh, the coming months. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in the upcoming uh, Loyalty360 events in person soon. Absolutely. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Join us back soon for our next Loyalty Live. Have a great day.